to Law Enforcement Today, the podcast. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. I'm a radio broadcaster and also retired Baltimore police sergeant. In every Law Enforcement Today podcast, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about issues that affect law enforcement officers, both active and retired, their families, friends, and supporters. We'll also be discussing incidents in the news from the perspective of those in law enforcement. Be sure to check out our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and please take the time to like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Law Enforcement Today. Joining us from great state of North Carolina, we have retired police lieutenant Brian Russell on the phone. Uh, Brian, thanks so much for joining us. Sure, thanks for having me. I got a question. You're retired. Do people refer to you as lieutenant still, or is it just Brian? I prefer Brian. Uh, isn't that funny? <laughs> I've been retired as a retired sergeant. No one calls me Sarge. Never. I try to get my wife to call me Sarge, and she's like, yeah, good luck with that. That ain't never happening. Yeah, no one calls me lieutenant. Thank you for your service. Welcome to the show. Uh, you were a career officer in the Charlotte Mecklenburg, North Carolina Police Department. Explain the length of your career and, and tell us a little bit about that. Right. Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Started in 1990 after I got out of the Army. I was an MP in the Army at Fort Bragg and stayed in the great state of North Carolina. Did um, patrol for about eight years, and then I did some traffic unit work, and then I got transferred to the academy where I helped do some kind of, it was early on, but we did a lot of online training. We implemented a learning management system in my time there, and then I got promoted. And I went back to midnight shift <laughs> and <laughs> and um, did that for about two years. And then I became a responsory commander and was back in a division responsible. It was the ComStat model. And so each month I was responsible to report back up to the chain about everything that occurred in that you know division, pushing resources where they needed to be in order to try to reduce the crime in that area. And then I became the lieutenant over the property and evidence division, which um, that was about my last four and a half years. And that was crime scene search. We have a large crime scene search um, division and then all the property and evidence and, and uniforms and everything to do with issuing people uniforms and budget for that and all those things. Charlotte Mecklenburg is actually a very large department. A lot of people tend to think it's not, but it is and it encompasses a, a large area, land area as well, doesn't it? Correct. There's um currently we have about 1900 officers and I want to say our square mileage is 4 or 500 square miles of responsibility somewhere in that area. I'm not exactly sure of the exact number, but yeah, it's a large it's a large jurisdiction. I want to go back to what you said cuz I always laugh about it when we first get our first promotion and here you go, you're going back to nights. Yeah, midnight shift. I hated midnight shift. <laughs> Yeah, it was like in my early 40s, and I would come home, and I was like trying to figure out where to go to sleep. And one 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 day, I was like, oh, I sleep in my closet, and I looked at my wife, and I goes, "Why am I sleeping in my closet in my 40s?" You know, it just so fortunately that only lasted about two years, and I got back off uh, back onto a day shift uh, schedule. But yeah, it's tough when not too bad when you're in your 20s, but when you're in your 40s, it's a little different. I found it to be impossible we changed used to change shifts every 28 days oh wow back in the day so mm. midnight shift as soon as your body started getting used to it then we changed to another shift and it just never could uh, physically adjust to it and it was always tired if you had court the next day you're in court till three o'clock you don't get enough sleep the next day you gotta go work it just man it grinds you up and then you go home and it's like you got the wife and kids and you don't want them all but he's trying to sleep you know it just 
it can be such a grind. So congratulations on the, promo- on the promotion. Now back to midnights and struggle with all that again. Can't imagine. <laughs> yep. Well, I know you had mentioned you were in the Army, so uh, I know Jay and I just want to personally thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And you're retired now from Charlotte-Mecklenburg. How long have you been retired? Uh, it was November 1st of last year of 2016, so coming up on one year. A rookie all over again. Yep. <laughs> it's Seriously. an adjustment. How big of an adjustment was you going from a career in law enforcement to all of a sudden, okay, I'm not putting on a uniform anymore. I don't go in there. Uh, or, or or did you still go in there? Well, I was fortunate that I had um, been exposed to some kind of unique opportunities in the technology world. So actually, I did get hired, what we call hired back. And so I worked back at the training academy 20 hours a week, helping develop online training, um, helping with uh, support for the academy, um, the technology that we have at the academy. I helped support that. Yeah, it's a, it was a nice transition, to be honest with you, to be able to still get up and go somewhere um, and do that. So I've really enjoyed that. Did you go back right away, Brian, or did you take a little time for you yourself and maybe your wife and go somewhere? Or Yeah, we t- I took a um, – w- actually, the, the way the rules are written, you can't work for a month once you retire. So even if you get hired back, you have to take 30 days off. So I took the, I took the month of November off, and we traveled up to uh, Indiana where I was um, raised and visited family and did some stuff like that. So. I noticed you didn't have a distinct North Carolina accent, so that explains it right there. Yep. Because I've watched NASCAR, and nobody <laughs> from Charlotte talks like you. <laughs> I also I can watched introduce a, you to some people that talk like like NASCAR. <laughs> I can also, I watched this show, I Am Homicide, and you don't talk like him either. Like Gary? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're now working back with the agency retired from. To me, Correct. that seems they didn't do that back back in my day, but now it's rather commonplace. Right? Yeah, we have quite a few people that do it actually. So then, it must be a great place to work, you know, because no, uh, you know, so those places we won't mention any names, Jay. That once we <laughs> retire, we want out, we want to get away, we want nothing to do with. It seems that you have, and the people around you at at Charlotte Mecklenburg PD uh, have a good thing going. Right. And, you know, I think it's all individual experience. I just had a great experience. And, you know, there, I'm sure you could talk to an officer that was with our agency that was ready to separate and, you know, move on with their life. And it just worked out. It's something I enjoy doing, the technology, and they're offering me the opportunity. And it was just a good fit. So many officers, whether it be patrol officers, sergeants, lieutenants, and, and I can't speak for the uh, above lieutenants, they come to the end of their career and they pondered, now what? Now what I do? You know, sometimes they're in their late 40s, it might be 50s, still a young male or female, and they're like, now what I do? And we hear, we're joking earlier, I'm going to open an Irish pub. I'm going to become a security guard. I'm going to... That's not the path you took at all. No, um, you know, like I said, I was, I was just blessed to really have some unique opportunities in the technology world that allowed me to, you know, whether it was with Gauls or over property and evidence and being involved in an association that teaches a class on that. There was just some opportunities that presented themselves to me um, that kind of fit what I did while I was at the department. And I was just fortunate, you know, and blessed that it just all kind of, kind of worked out. And so I stay busy and I've got five kids and so I can't retire. (laughs) You mentioned Gauls. How did you get connected with them and, and what was your relationship with them? 
So as a lieutenant over the property and evidence section, I was responsible for the budget and the issuance of uniforms and equipment. And so we had a contract with a local um, uniform store that Gauls acquired. And so when we started um, working with them, we realized that um, the process, and I think it goes, I think it's like this for a lot of agencies, when you need a uniform or you need a shirt or a pair of pants, you go to a central location, which in our case was downtown, Again, 1,800 officers, 1,900 officers coming to one location, and they'd say, hey, I need a new shirt. And so I'd give them, we'd give them a voucher, and it says, give this officer a shirt, and then he would take it to another location in the city, and they would hand it to the uniform store, and then they would hopefully have that in stock, and they would give him the shirt, and then he'd be on his way. Well, he's just out of service for two hours, right? And you and I, we all know that they're going to stop and talk to somebody. They're going to stop and get a drink. So you're really increasing your out-of-service time to acquire that even if it's just a shirt or a pair of pants. So Gauls has Equip, which is a web-based system that allows the officer to actually log into a website and order those things, and then they get delivered to the division office. So you've just eliminated. We did some time studies and stuff that were really impressive on how much time we could reduce for the officer acquiring this stuff. And how much time savings is there, approximately? Well, in 2016, we we looked at some numbers. We had um, so we had 2,026 employees, roughly, because that includes our non-sworn personnel as well as our sworn personnel, and they placed around 5,000, about 5,800 orders using the Gall system. Without going into you know really a lot of details, we saved about 2,646 hours of work time that the officer, the employee, was using to go get all this stuff which is about 66 40-hour work weeks. That's a, I mean, that's, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of time when we're having trouble hiring officers, right? And we're, we're short-staffed to have people not have to check 10-6 or out of service to go get this stuff. I'd rather have them, when I was a responsory commander, I'd rather have them in that division so I could say, hey, I need you guys to have some presence over here, or I need a directive patrol over here. I need, I need you here. I don't need you running around doing administrative stuff. So it, it helped us in that. We estimated it saved around $71,000 in salary savings across that year where, you know, you're still paying somebody to go pick a shirt up. So it's better if they could click on a shirt on a website on Equip and we deliver to the office. That was, that's the ideal. Well, you had mentioned that you had uh, the responsibilities of the uniform budget. And being an administrator myself, I know that cost is paramount in a lot of our decisions how did the cost effectiveness to the program help you out well the beautiful thing about it is is that there was no cost for the service we, we had a contract with gold and it was a it was a value-added service that they provide for their customers so there was no additional i didn't have to go and say um hey i need another you know 10 20 30 a year to pay for this software service right. it was just provided as part of the part of the agreement and how user-friendly out of the box, because you know that, that would be the, n- the next concern that maybe uh, somebody not familiar with the program might have. Right. It's in, in our e-commerce world, it's, it's very, very similar to whether you're going to Amazon. And, you know, what we find is that most people know how to shop online now. It's just become so commonplace that right. it wasn't much of a stretch to, for people to understand that. And the nice thing was is we could also give allotments, which we hadn't done in the past is we could say, you get $500 a year or whatever we set the allotment to be, and then we don't have to interact with that officer from an administrative standpoint. You know, we're still paying the invoices when they come across. 
but he or she doesn't have to come to us and ask, can I get this shirt, can this shirt? It was interesting because we were at a conference, and one of the administrators said that uses the system said it really empowers the officer. You know, officers are oftentimes don't have a lot of decision-making power from an administrative side. And so here's something that they get to do. And we, I just thought it was an interesting perspective that, that um, this person provided, that, you know, we've given our officers something that they get to decide what to do on their own. They don't have to go ask their sergeant and all those things. It's just within their allotment, they can go ahead and purchase it. So it was an easy transition for Charlotte and Mecklenburg to bring a quit program on to your agency. Yeah, I, I would say it was relatively easy. I mean, we developed some online training that we that we pushed out to show you this is how you buy a shirt or this is how you do it. When you logged into the system, it pretty much only shows you. We set we set it up to say, so if you're in patrol, this is what you're ex- you have exposed to you. This kind of shirt, this kind of pants, this shoe. Now, if you're on the SWAT team, then you had more options. Now, if you were in canine, you had different options. If you were in you know, a specialized assignment, if you're in investigations and you need to call that gear, then you would have that available to you. And then there was some other, you know, more detailed things. So let's say that you're chasing someone, you jump a fence and you rip your pants. We didn't take that money out of your allotment. We had a process in there called a uh, agency purchase. And that did require a sergeant to approve it, but that was all built into the system. So wow. the officer would submit nice. it and he'd say, uh, agency purchase request, and it, he'd have to put supervisor's name in there. The supervisor approves it, and then it would come to me or the office or the uniform administrator, and we would approve it, and that would, the our order would then be processed. That's awesome. It's so funny you bring this up. Just recently, I was speaking with uh, an officer at a very, very large agency, Atlanta PD, and he told me his allotment was like $500 a year as well, and he bought $500 worth of socks. I just figured that was <laughs> something I would just throw in there. $500 worth of socks. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, so you have systems in place where that prevent that, right? Now, you, now we did see that, and and the the nice thing was was that because I because I understood the technology uh, in the beginning, I could just call and say, hey, we needed to do this. You know, you know, traditionally we only give so much money to buy a pair of shoes, and so what we'd like is we'd like to say if, if we give you a hundred dollars to buy the shoes, and the shoes cost fifty bucks, then we would like you to make them put it on a charge card for the other fifty bucks, and they would do, and that's how it works. So, awesome. If I want those boots that are, you know, two hundred dollars, I got to come up with a hundred dollars out of my own money, but the system allows for that. That's so, awesome. You have, you always have people that are going to abuse the system one way or the other. So you're always trying to kind of watch, and then you kind of adapt the technology to try, to hopefully prevent it. But Brian, you'll have law enforcement like abusing the system. I don't believe that. We used to have <laughs> <laughs> nicknames. I told this story to Robert uh, the other day, and one of the nicknames we had for our coworkers, if they were really good at finding deals and getting gear and stuff for free, we called them trappers. So and they always wound up with the extra uh, uniforms that novice could get. One of the things we we always wore like a reefer, and then I remember with the 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 blower yeah. jackets way back in the day, and uh, the first generation of those. And then the canine guys, they had leather coats. We all oh, yeah. wanted those. We they looked so good. Of course, they were cold. They were freezing winter. Oh, we didn't yeah. know that, but they looked good. That's all that mattered. So the canine guys get what they need. The, the motor guys get what they need. The SWAT guys can get what they need. And the patrol guys can get what they need by their rank. And they don't get access to everything else. Correct. Yeah, it's, it's granular enough that you can set it up like that. That's great. So now you're retired from Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department. You're doing some work for them. You're also working with calls. And uh, is there anything else you're doing besides being a father of five kids? 
well, I am a, a, on the board of directors for an association called the International Association of Property and Evidence, and we teach a two-day class all over the country for basically property technicians that are maybe new in the field, and we teach them how to properly handle property and evidence. That's the last thing that, you know, that was my last assignment, and um, we implemented a, uh, a new um, evidence management system, a web-based evidence management system, which was a big change for the organization as well. And so I learned a lot and uh, got involved with this association. It's a great association, and so I, that keeps me busy too, traveling a little bit here and there. Yeah, you're a very, very busy guy. I think I was like uh, an overachiever with doing a lot of stuff. I got nothing on you. Nothing on you at all. Brian Russell, thanks so much for spending part of your day with us here. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Let's pause and take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Remember, support those who support law enforcement today. We'll be back in just a few moments. There are many sounds in your daily life. Ones that make you smile. Ones that help you relax. And there are some sounds that can help save lives. Wireless emergency alerts. Now on many mobile devices, use a unique sound and vibration to bring you critical information about emergencies in your area. With updates from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know wherever you are. Learn more at ready.gov alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you A, get spiritual? Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. Oh. B, find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or C, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. We are back. This is Law Enforcement Today. Joining us on the phone from Lexington, Kentucky area, we have Tom Rose from Gulls. Tom, how are you? I am doing great, guys. How are you all doing? Well, not as busy as you, from what I've heard. Oh, yeah, we've been busy lately. Uh, you know, we're out spreading the good news and uh, about our Equip custom websites that we uh, present to the public safety professionals across America. And uh, by the way, if I could say one quick note, uh, we'd like to thank all the men and women out there that are protecting and serving our communities every day. We're very proud to serve America's public safety professionals, by the way. So thanks for having me on today. I'm glad you're here. We, we just got done talking with Lieutenant Russell. He was talking about the Equip portion or section of galls give us a a bird's eye view of what equip does all right so equip is really custom websites that we you know present to public safety agencies across america and really what it boils down to we can walk into your agency and truly systematize your uniform and equipment offering all right. Now, what does that mean? That means, listen, uh, you've got a shirt, you've got a you know, shoulder emblem, it's a you know, half inch, you know, center seam down. So what we do is we systematize that and make it very easy and streamline your ordering process within your agency. And within that, there is significant savings uh, with our website. So let's think about that for a second, gentlemen. From a goals perspective, you know, we work with about 1,400 manufacturers worldwide, plus we're a manufacturer ourselves. So we can truly provide law enforcement, everything but the car, the gun, the bullet, and the laptop. So really, product is not an issue for us. And we carry roughly, call it $70 million in stock, about 24-7 nationwide. 
inventory is not an issue for us. So really, we want the customer to have what they need to do their job, but now we need to get into them, get it to them effectively and efficiently, and we do that through websites. Now we work with our agencies to say, hey, how do we drive out these hidden costs in your agencies from point of order to actually getting the merchandise efficiently, and you're really trying to take you paperless. And the old days, what we used to have to do in Baltimore is if I had to get new uniforms, I did it while I was working, had to call out a service, go downtown, either go to, uh, back then it's called Howard Uniform Supply for pants and, and jackets and, and get measured. Right. And they'd build them, and they're very expensive. Or for shirts, I'd go to the quartermaster and spend time there out of service. So you have a patrol unit off the street, uh, still costing you money. And it was very, uh, very expensive and not time efficient. And we all know time is money. So this addresses all of that, doesn't it? It certainly does. So basically what you do, take that I'm Officer Rose now, or back to the days when you were an officer in Baltimore, I would literally hop on the custom website for your agency, and I would know immediately uh, as I log on what my position is within the agency. So if I'm a patrol officer, I'm only allowed to see what I'm allowed to order per your uniform specification. So it guarantees full adherence to the uniform specification. So if I'm only allowed to have Navy, I get Navy. I get two patches, whatever the case may be, and the identifications. I point, I click, and then the process begins. It drops into one of our distribution centers nationwide. Uh, You will get an automatic order notification that your order has been placed. Uh, You will also get a notification when your order is ready to either be shipped to you, if your agency allows that, or to be picked up at one of our convenient retail locations or service center locations. So guess what? That to and from of us going to and from a location, be it a quartermaster or to a physical location, is now taken out of the loop. And the officer is then increasing their patrol hours. So when we look at this gentleman, we know as a whole the officer can order from his or her smartphone because all of our websites are mobile capable or even their laptop or you know uh, iPad and to keep that efficient and the savings in that if the agency adopts this technology and by the way we now have about 5,000 sites live across America and 40% of that volume comes through a smartphone or tablet that younger generations pushing through we know that that now saves the agency on average about $500 per officer per year And, gentlemen, we're not talking about 10 cents off a shirt. So it's significant savings, and it's truly changed the the way we do business in in public safety. And, Tom, from what I understand about the program, you'll come in, set up the website, and implement all the data for the agency? Absolutely. We do all the footwork of that. Uh, All we ask is that the agency provide us all the uniform specifications, the patching, and what we do behind the scenes from a technicality, we develop what's called a UP, a uniform program. So we do all the, call it upfront, uh, aka grunt work. Uh, we develop that. We put it in a website that is, you know, custom for that customer. And customers buy in one of three different ways. Either it's an allotment process. Every officer gets a certain amount of money that he or she can spend a year. We will automatically track that for them. No more manual tracking. Or it could be an automated approval system to where Officer Rose places an order. And then it goes to my commanding officer to go yes, no, or change the amounts. There's six levels of approvals built into websites as well. Or it could be an agency purchase uh, purchased where, you know, the quartermaster may be buying all 
maybe doing all the purchasing from the website, which is fine. So the website's able to handle that, and we do all that behind the scenes. All we ask is once the website is ready to launch, before we launch, we actually sit down with the customer, uh, run through the verification of the program, and make it pretty seamless and pretty easy for the customer side. All the work is on us. And I understand that you have another great feature when it comes to the expirations of our bulletproof vests that you provide uh, no our doubt about it. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, our body armor feature, let me, let me be very clear, our best ideas come from our public safety professionals. So we were challenged a couple of years ago, we're having an issue tracking body armor expiration. Well, what's that mean, Mr. Customer? What well, means we're tracking it on an Excel spreadsheet, some type of rudimentary database, and they're not always accurate. And as we all know in public safety, you know, body armor is only, you know, certified by the NIJ, the National Institute of Justice, for five years. So we went and developed that technology that now we can log the front and back panel serial numbers and really notify the the agency six months in advance that, in this case, Officer Rose is about to expire. So we truly take away that uh, risk mitigation for the agency to keep them compliant because, listen, safety is priority one with our folks out there on the street. So we're very proud of that. And even on top of that, gentlemen, we were pushed even further beyond body armor expiration are those customers that may still run a quartermaster system and carry their own inventory. And the challenge at that point is, you know, how do you how do you really calculate your inventory? And all of a sudden, you've got, you know, 20 pairs of 72-inch waist pants on the shelf. Well, why is that happening? Because it's a cost problem for the agency. We now walk in and can put in inventory systems as a part of our service for those quartermasters where they can run inventory. And, you know, we, we developed a site that... We want you to buy everything from Gauls, but if you don't, you can also inventory those other items you may buy from competitors or even merchandise that you know Gauls would not offer at that point. So that was the latest evolution of the websites. And as we continue to talk to customers, we're asking or asking our customers to challenge us. We wish your website could do X, and then we might not do it for one agency, but typically there's a commonality America, you know, across the nation, and I get the chance to travel the nation, that if one agency is having an issue in you know, California, this, another agency in Virginia may be having the same issue. And if it's something that we see there's a lot of um, you know, smoke and it could become a fire, that may be something we develop that we could roll out as part of our service package nationwide. Wouldn't necessarily do it for one customer, but boy, if there are multiple customers and it behooves us to be the best partner we can be and help that customer with that issue. So you've got this this service via a website that you set up everything for the agency. It saves uh, approximately $500 per officer per year. So that means the city, the county, the state, whatever jurisdiction is going to save money. You'll have more manpower on the streets doing the job they're supposed to be doing, helping people in need instead of hustling back and forth trying to get a pair of pants. What is not to love about Equip? Well, I'm going to tell you what, you know, as we get out and continue to spread the word, uh, that's where you see us developing, on average, probably 50 new a month, gentlemen. And it's really working our customers through getting away from what we've done 20, 30 years ago and coming into this new age and changing habits. And just because we, you know, what worked 20 years ago still kind of works today, it's not efficient. And uh, we all know from, let's call it the the tax collapse uh, back in 2009, a lot of agencies are still working more with less. Now with our equip sites, we can put the officers, keep them in service longer without going out of service to get their product. And that's very important to us. And what do people do? What If someone 
like Robert at his agency, he knows about this stuff. But let's say we have uh, another person who works in a quartermaster in an agency or in administration says, uh, look, you know, I want to learn more about this. What do I do? Uh, you know, simply call us. You know, call us here at Gauls, uh, and it, you can contact any of our reps uh, nationwide. Uh, you can call me direct. I'm Tom Rose. I'm the major. I'm the vice president of major accounts. Uh, we'll be more than glad to show up and give you the demos you need. Uh, answer your questions because, you know, ultimately, gentlemen, no two agencies are alike and everybody's unique in what they expect and the service they need, and we're able to accommodate that. That's that's the beauty of these equip sites. So basically, you know, I would I'd tell, you know, public safety professionals, if you have this interest, and by the way, hop on the train because it's great and it's good for you, give us a ring. Don't hesitate to call us. Now, Tom, say I'm a small agency in the Midwest. Uh, will you guys still be able to help us? Absolutely. We have agencies of all sizes on these websites. This is not uh, this is not designed just for the, the large agencies across America. We have agencies that may only have 10 to 20 officers, and they have a website, and it helps them become, I mean, they're just as efficient as, uh, as the large ones. Of course, because financial waste and too much expense, it doesn't matter whether it's a big agency or a small agency. The need to streamline and become more cost-effective is paramount for everybody across the board. Without a shadow of a doubt, gentlemen. And, you know, as, as, we, as we forge towards the future, we're not sure what we look like in the next 10 years. What I can tell you is we are positioned uh, to handle that from, a, you know, from electronic capability. And, you know, as the customer's needs change, we will adopt and adapt with them. So we're, we're pretty excited about it. So you'll travel or set up an agency all over the United States, no matter their location or the size of their agency? Absolutely. Without, without a doubt. No problem. Just call no Gulls. Just, Just call Gulls. Just call Gulls. Hey, we're waiting on you to call. <laughs> that's right. What is the phone number? <laughs> hey, that's a great question. So here we go. Everybody ready? It is 1-800-876-876. 4242. And of course, your website is Gauls, G A L L S dot com. Tom Rose, thanks so very much, man. Hey, I appreciate you having us on. And again, to all the public safety professionals out there, thank you. We appreciate what you do. Thank you for your time, Tom. The folks at Gauls, as Gauls.com, G A L L S dot com, making departments and agencies more cost efficient, more effective, better. Usage of man hours with their equip systems. Check them out. Many, many thanks for them coming on our show today. Reminder, if you want to be a guest on a future edition of the Law Enforcement Today radio show podcast, we can accommodate you from anywhere in the United States. You don't have to be here in South Florida. Uh, just contact myself or Robert. Robert's email address is robert at lawenforcementtoday.com. And mine is j, that's j-a-y, at lawenforcementtoday.com. You can also contact us via our webpage through the Contact Us page or send us a message on Facebook. By the way, if you have suggestions about future show episodes or questions, contact us. We'd love to hear from you. On behalf of everybody associated with Law Enforcement Today, I'm John J. Wiley. Till next time, see ya.